coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida. You're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We are a weekly podcast with new episodes coming out every Tuesday afternoon, which you can listen to whenever you feel like it, because it's a podcast, and hopefully you'll subscribe and give us a good review on iTunes or wherever you like to listen. On today's show, we will be eating prime rib with Abby Allen to go along with her holiday recipe that you can find on our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. Our guest today is Claire Brown from Fresh Prep Life. Fresh Prep Life is a meal prep and delivery service with all types of weekly menus to choose from. Also, we will be starting a new series called Ask the Chef, where listeners can send in questions that will be answered on the air by a local chef. Send your chef questions to ask at stpetersburgfoodies.com. After that, we'll play our music segment, open our lunchbox, share our tip of the week, and have a gluten-free wrap-up. All of that is coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. So grab a snack, pour a drink, and relax while we serve up the show. Here in beautiful St. Petersburg, we have so many great restaurants to choose from. I was just thinking about where to take Kevin for his birthday, and I decided on Anata. They make everyday visits special, so I'm confident his birthday dinner will be outstanding. The service, selection, and attention to detail are what stand out the most about Anata and what really weighed into my decision. But make no mistake, Anata is a local's favorite for every day and need not be reserved for that special occasion. So if you haven't been lately, I encourage you to do so for their unparalleled wine selection, cheese and charcuterie, and creative and scrumptious flatbreads, pastas, entrees, and specials. So I will say it again, you really must go to Anata. Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar is located at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They open every day at 4 p.m. Go to Anata. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. And now since we are solidly in the month of December, we are definitely not outside building snowmen because we're in Florida. It's not really that cold. But it's more like Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> but Christmas is around the corner. And we have Abby here with our recipe for Christmas. So if you're listening to this show, you have to make prime rib for Christmas or else. Hey, Abby. Hi. Thanks for letting us eat a huge portion of prime rib 
for breakfast. It was so good. What's better at 10 a.m.? We, we like how you roll. Yeah. <laughs> There's really nowhere around here that makes quality, good prime rib in a restaurant. It's almost like you have to make it yourself if you want to have something that's satisfying. Yep, absolutely. A lot of times, you know, you get it from a buffet and it's overcooked and, you know, you have someone carving it and it's just, yeah, it's much better to make at home. Yeah, it's, right. it's so weird. I mean, when I was a kid growing up in New Jersey, Prime rib was, was pretty standard. prevalent. Yeah, it was almost like a standard but, thing on a menu. Yeah, not so much around here, so Mm-mm. thank God we have Abby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know around here. I mean, I don't know that I've seen a menu that offers it. I mean, where would we, we even go to? We, we had one place, but they're not in business yeah. anymore. Okay. They were new and then they never, <laughs> they were new and they never got not new. And uh, unfortunately, the kind of meat that they were serving wasn't nearly what we just ate. Uh, the quality wasn't really there, but they were they were selling it for like nine ninety five. Well, you get what you, you, pay, get what for. you pay for. Yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. So I, I have to admit, I've never made a prime rib and I have no, I clue, no clue on how to do it. So in case there are several other podcast listeners that need to learn how to make prime rib. Because they love it and they can't find it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> how do we do it? It's a lot easier than most people think. The cook time for this um, to about a medium rare, it's only going to be a little over two hours. You went like two hours and 20 minutes. So on a low temperature, uh, 325. Yeah. Low and you know, somewhat slow. slow. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So to prep it, um, you want to, you know, have, you want the meat to come to room temperature before you cook it. So you usually pull it out of the fridge about an hour before you're going to put it in the oven. And then you need to salt and pepper it, of course, Mm -hmm. heavily. And then you, um, heat up your cast iron skillet. You want to get a really good crust on there. Sear it on all sides, not on the cut sides though, for about six to eight minutes. And then uh, pull it off there, put it on a rack over a baking sheet or a roasting pan, whatever you have. And you want to just lather it with, um, I use Kerrygold, garlic and herb butter. Wow, I've never seen that anywhere. Where'd you get that? Locale market. Wow. Yeah, nice. we had never seen it until, you know, we saw it over there as well. Mm-hmm. I was originally going to use ghee, which I always use. And I saw this in the fridge. I'm like, hmm. We, I can't say no to this. Right, um, right. So, you know, you slather it all over the prime rib, lots of herbs, lots of thyme, lots of rosemary, lots of garlic, a whole head of garlic. You want to peel all the cloves, smash them, mm-hmm. throw it in the oven for... And you put the garlic on top? On top, mm-hmm. yeah. You just kind of evenly disperse it over the top of it and um, throw it in the oven. And if you want to, can use a, a baster, a ball baster, and baste it every half hour. Because you're putting it on a rack, so exactly. you're gathering all the juice at the bottom. Yes, yep. I mean, I didn't do that this time, mm-hmm. and I think it turned out just fine. It did. Yeah. It and did. so you just put it straight on a pan yes. this time. Yes. And too, with this recipe, having the thermometer is 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 key. The mm-hmm. meat thermometers, most times, I'm, you know, I will avoid and mm-hmm. I won't use it if I'm doing a steak or a pork chop but with this you want to make sure your temperature is precise because different ovens cook different yes, times and, yes yeah, and right. a few minutes they they will make a difference mm-hmm. so once it's done I mean it's a great piece of meat for everyone if you like rare if you like medium rare if you like a little more well done you have those end pieces so it really is a great great centerpiece for your holiday table for certain so Abby this was a really good quality cut of beef of prime rib. Mm-hmm. Where did you get it? I got it from Whole Foods. I've ordered it there, oh, probably three or four times. And it's been perfect every time. Never had any complaints. Now, one thing I will mention, when you order online, you order it by the rib. 
not by the poundage. And it kind of confuses people sometimes or it can be a bit deceiving. Yeah, I be- saw that. I was looking at a prime rib and I kind of got a little overwhelmed because I'm like, I don't understand what this means. How do I know how many pounds I'm getting? How do I know? Yeah. Right. So in order to be considered a prime rib, it needs to be at least three bones. So just know that each bone is typically not going to be one pound. You want to allocate at least two, maybe two and a half pounds per bone. So the rib that we had was oh seven pounds just over seven pounds and I ordered three bone so you do the math there you know it was 12.99 a pound and you know when I went to to pick it up the woman at the counter she said this says that it's approximated at $39 right because you did it online and yes. it gives you that approximation yes, online that approximation because you pay when you pick it up mm-hmm. and she said I let me go grab someone from the meat counter and he came up and he wanted to explain. I said, oh, I, I understand. It's, you know, it's by the bone, you know, and each so bone. So how is much was it then? $92. So for, not 39, 92. Yes. 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 That's and a big difference. That's a very big difference. And it can be kind of, you know, give us that sticker shock sometimes. I know I sent my mom to get, pick up a prime rib a couple of holidays ago. And she said, um, you told me $50. It was like a hundred. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, you know, so, so, so how did the butcher explain it? He just explained it just, you know, you're going to get two, expect at least two pounds per bone. So if you're, you know, going to get something twelve ninety nine a pound and you're getting the three bone, like I said, it'll be, you know, seven pounds. So you can just do some mental math there. So, and right. So he's like, hey, I didn't program the website. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, after that conversation, they're like, who do we talk to about fixing this? You yeah. know, because I'm sure there's a lot of upset customers who come in yeah. and you know. It's so, okay. We still love you, Whole Foods. <laughs> so yes. I just thought of something. There's one thing that you... I don't think you mentioned when we were talking about you preparing it. So when you cook it in the oven, you cook it bone side down? Yes, bone side down. Yeah, I did not mention that. Yeah, bone side down for sure. Yeah. And this rib was, it was so tender that when we lifted it up to cut it and put it on the cutting board, the bones just stayed on. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah, beautiful. It was beautiful. It was delicious. So you served it with an amazing sauce. Tell us about that. So typically the sauce most will serve with the prime rib is a sour cream and horseradish and mm-hmm. you know the past couple of years that's the combination that I've used just those two ingredients a little bit of salt done people love it mm-hmm. I switched it up and I roasted a few garlic cloves while the prime rib was doing its thing low and slow 40 minutes and then you pulled them out and you just you know squeeze them right out of their skin threw that into the food processor with the sour cream a one whole sprig of rosemary the leaves off of that some lemon juice a little bit of salt blended it up and it was amazing it's i will never not make it that way again it was really really good and you know we just learned because we were listening to a podcast um, bon appetit and they were talking all about garlic and one thing i didn't know or or understand before we heard that is that when you roast garlic like that it actually makes it sweeter it's not as what's the word pungent yes uh as you would see other times, other ways it's prepared. In fact, they said never mince garlic. Never. Smash it mm-hmm. or roast it and push it out of the skin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was interesting because you said you used a few mm-hmm. and I didn't feel overwhelmed by garlic. It just had really great flavor. All of the flavors went together really well. Yeah, garlic's a little more subtle and sweet, like you said, mm-hmm. when it when it is roasted. And I, I love it. It's so satisfying, too, after you roast it and it just squeezes right out of the right. skin yeah. like a paste. It's And oh. the lemon gives it that little bit of brightness. Yes, and, yeah. that touch of acidity that, mm-hmm. yeah. that's necessary. So Yes, it was awesome. And if you would like to get Abby's recipe for prime rib, for Chris, there's time for Christmas now, or anytime. 
and for breakfast. That's what we did. Right. I recommend breakfast. What would you like for breakfast time? Breakfast! Yes. Go to stpetersburgfoodies.com. We have a recipe section, and you will see it there. Yes. And also, somebody's got a birthday coming up in two days. Happy birthday, Kevin Godby. Happy birthday, <laughs> Kevin. Yes. 55! Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Today in studio, we're joined by Claire Brown, no relation to Lori Brown of St. Petersburg Foodies, but they did used to work together, kind of. Kind of, sort of, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Claire is the owner and chef at Fresh Prep Life, which is a meal prep service here in St. Pete. Welcome to the show, Claire. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. And your voice sounds lovely. You know, it's getting used to the whole recorded hearing your voice back thing. Yeah, she was worried about it. Yeah, I prefer the chipmunk voice, but... (laughs) It's all good. Your business is fairly new, starting when? Really, it's only been up and running in St. Pete since October. It's taken off like a rocket ship. Yes, it's insane. We literally started with eight private clients, and now I'm up to somewhere around the 40 mark. Wow. And you're hiring people to help you. Yes. (laughs) Anybody wants to be a prep chef, give us a call after the show. (laughs) So you do organic, vegan, vegetarian, and all types of diets, keto, paleo, alkaline, ancient, gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, weight loss, weight gain, that one I don't need, heart, <laughs> heart healthy. Yeah, so, all so, of the above. So Claire, how did you get into this? How did you get the idea in? So I originally started working for some clients in Sarasota, and I was working as a private chef for their parties. Um, that just kind of continued and continued on. And then I had some more people and I would go and cater and, you know, stay in their homes with them throughout the entire party. Um, and then eventually that turned into, Hey, can you stay? Can you make me food for the week? Can you come over during the week and make food for the family? Can you do this? Can you do that? And eventually I had so many people asking that I needed my own kitchen that I could work out of and then bring everything to everyone's home each week. Well, at least they stopped at the food and didn't ask for like a foot <laughs> massage or something. Uh, there's, there's been some like strange organization requests. I have like serious OCD. So I've literally had people ask me to like organize their pantries and stuff for them. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh yeah. Because you already started doing it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like I'd be in their home and I'm like, uh, this needs to go over here and this goes over here. But, um, you know, so it just, it, became really easy for them to have food available to them each week. That was super healthy. Um, Some of it was just prepped ingredients that I would do for them so they could pick and make their own little meals. And then that turned into, okay, well, put your meals together. Then all you have to do is put them in the oven and so on and so on and so on. And then now it's, you know, completely cooked in my kitchen, bring it to the home. And we just every week crank out food. Wow. And before that, how did you get into cooking? What brought you into the... Um... That I mean, I guess I've always kind of been cooking in general. Um, Started really, really young with my grandmas, like constantly teaching me. And then that just evolved into cooking for myself and like constantly being on the Food Network. Like most kids would come home from school and, you know, be watching whatever cartoons or whatever. And I was like, no, we're putting on Ina Garden. Like this is happening. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of like I taught myself a lot of it. And then um, I was traveling around the world, riding horses, doing all of that. And then post-injury and 
those things where I couldn't ride anymore, I had to figure out something with, you know, my actual passion that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And cooking was kind of my backup, I guess you could say. And then now that I've actually like gotten into it, mm-hmm. it's um, like, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really busy, but yeah, <laughs> I know. owning your own business is an old, you know, always yeah. uh, so fun in the beginning, but it gets there. Yeah. The, this whole starting launching process has been quite interesting, but you know, with right advisors and stuff, it's actually going smoother than it was at first. But luckily, I have some pretty patient clients to start out with. So they were really there for just support and mm-hmm. keep going. And now it's actually like functioning and running. And it's a crazy cool thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So to go back to um, the menu and all these different uh, diet plans that yeah. you offer, I know that with us, you would just send us a menu for the week and say, here's mm-hmm. the menu for the week. But some of those diets don't fit into, like, say, the menu you sent us. Do you have sure. other menus you send to your clients? I do. Or how does um, that work? Depending on what you actually sign up for or what we customize to you, um, if you fit into, like, that basic generalized fitness, paleo, or, like, the vegan vegetarian menu, um, I'll just make substitutions for you directly off of that menu. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if it's something where it's, like, you're eating the ancient grains plan or it's a keto diet or... You know, something that's very specifically custom. Yes, you receive your custom menu right. from me each week. Um, everything is always posted online. Unless it's specifically custom for you, then it's only going directly to you. Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I mean, everything we've had, she keeps saying healthy, but she forgets to say tasty. It's <laughs> really good. She's very good. Thank you. Yeah, we, we've been loving the food. Thank yeah. you. And there's stuff that's like, you know, actually yummy too in the sense of where sometimes yes I'm actually going to give you something where it's like more chicken pot pie feed your soul versus like yeah you get chicken and broccoli again you know oh that shepherd's pie oh my lord that was so good (laughs) oh yeah Kevin said just tell her to bring a whole week's worth of shepherd's pie (laughs) we want to be on the shepherd's pie diet (laughs) yeah oh it's so good though that's honestly one of my favorites yeah it's really good it's very savory just mm, yummy you know it's that like inner Chicago where I'm like meat and potatoes that that would be me every week if I could right you're originally you're originally from Chicago originally from Chicago the windy city Mm-hmm. Cubs through and through, like born and raised. Nice. So okay, so pizza, Chicago pizza, deep dish or flat? Flat. It depends. Square. The square. It, it's um, a flat and square, right? That's how they do it. Mm-hmm. Or is it round? No, and they're flat? round usually. Oh, okay. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's. Um, they cut them in squares. Right. They cut them in squares. Of triangles. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's very true. Yes, we cut them in squares. So technically, they um, could cook them in a square. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that would make more sense. You know, but right. And it would fit in the box better. Anyway, deep dish. I'm always going for Lumanati's. Like that's just our family classic. Flat pizza. Probably Vito and Nick's. It's like a really, really cracker-thin crust, and they actually Ooh. sprinkle beer on top of the pizza before they bake it. Oh, always Ooh. in for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so good. And then kind of nostalgic pizza, I guess you could say, is Chicago Pizza and Oven Grinder. They do a pizza pot pie. So it's oh, wow. like there's cheese and meat and all your stuff in this bowl, and they put the crust over it. And when they get to your table, they, like, slap it down on the table. Oh, wow. And, like, this ooey, gooey, cheesy amazingness comes out, and it's the best thing you'll ever eat. Wow. So it's like an upside-down pizza. It's like an upside-down pizza, yeah. So with your OCD, good thing it's not your table. Yeah. (laughs) So is there one you prefer over the other as far as the Um, style or type? 
I guess it really just depends on the day. Yeah. But for me, it's like if you feed me pizza, I'm happy. So back to fresh prep life. Yeah. Do you have like different price points and plans for like different size households? Yeah, absolutely. I do anything from like individual, just yourself, all the way up to right now I have a family that has six kids. And, you know, we customize everything for them, make sure they have enough food for their week as well. In price point, I really try to work with everyone. I'm pretty flexible when it comes to if you say you only need five meals a week, so you only need those five lunches, then it's pretty easy. Otherwise, we can go all the way into breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, dessert. Mm -hmm. We do it all. Wow. Yeah. So if you need like, you do not want to shop, you do not want to even be in your kitchen besides to heat up the food, we've got you. Yeah, so you can do three meals a day or you can just do mm-hmm. dinners all week yep. if you want. So if someone Absolutely. just wanted, say it was one person, just to give people an idea of yeah. pricing. If it was one person, say they wanted a meal five nights a week um, for dinner. For what, dinner. Approximately, like a, yeah. a price point if range. If it's just like that five meal per week kind of thing, I usually try to keep it around 75. Mm-hmm. I usually recommend the lunch and dinner plan, which is about 10 portions per week. Mm-hmm. And that I start at 150. Okay. I'm gonna have it up and running here soon on the website where you can actually go and just order individually as well as you know sticking to a plan or what we would call a membership, even though it's you know you're not bound by anything. Mm-hmm. Then you'll be able to individually pick each thing. You can add on items like smoothies and bowls, and mm-hmm. uh, we do our homemade almond milk. Oh, you uh, do? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I yeah. buy it at the store. Uh-huh. I do homemade almond milk, green tea latte. Lori has eggs. something to add to the order. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. And, and those, that's really good pricing, too, because, I mean, obviously, it's way less expensive than going out to eat. Yeah. And it's healthier. Also, even just like the already prepped stuff that they have at Publix or whatever, this is fresh homemade food. Yeah. And I feel like a Still lot of that prep stuff, you're either paying so much and not getting a lot of food Mm -hmm. or it's like you're paying for this prep stuff and then you have to do it that day because then the quality doesn't last Mm -hmm. so you know I've really made sure through trial and error and experience to make sure that I'm giving people stuff that's going to last for your entire week Mm -hmm. yeah so it's already home you don't even have to go to the store right and and you don't have to worry about you know buying it and then in three days being like oh I can't use this Mm-hmm. So right, and and also cooking at home, you end up. I don't. I do. I end up throwing up. Throwing up. <laughs> throwing out so much produce that goes bad and, yeah. and stuff like that. So this cuts out a lot of that waste, yeah. especially with the people who are on like a fitness eating plan. I guess you could say they run into that a lot, or at least that I've noticed. They're buying all of this produce because they have to be eating this many grams of veggies per day and so on and so on. So I can actually weigh that out for these people prior to them getting the food, making sure that all of their macros and stuff like that are actually on track for what they need. Mm-hmm. And then they don't have a bunch of waste. Right. And that's important to me too. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Try not to throw out all the food that we buy. All right. Well, we're going to go add some almond milk to our order. Take a quick yeah. break and we'll be right back. <laughs> When you think of engine number nine, what do you typically think of, Kevin? Amazing burgers. 
Yes, very creative, very inventive, kick-ass burgers. But they also have a great New Orleans-inspired other half of the menu. Remember the gumbo I had recently? Ooh, that was really good and nice and spicy. I was surprised you finished it. I know. The roux is just so flavorful and delicious. Besides the gumbo, they also have jambalaya, a few sriracha dishes, and the hot dogs are awesome. And you can't forget the best fried pickles in town, and I am talking pickle spears. Yeah, I've seen you eat those pickles for your whole meal. Yeah, for my birthday once, remember? But what we're trying to say is check out engine number nine for your favorite burger and so much more. Yes, you will love engine number nine. They're in downtown St. Pete on the corner of First Ave North and MLK. And try the Black Flag Burger and the Chili Dog. You can thank me later. Engine, engine number nine, going down the railroad line. Welcome back. We're here talking with Claire Brown from Fresh Prep Chef. Okay, got it right. Is that right? Fresh Prep Life. Fresh Prep, sorry. Fresh Prep Life. (laughs) So many names, so many things. So you did a wonderful Thanksgiving menu that we so enjoyed. I didn't get everything from Claire, but you could kind of pick and choose what you wanted. And so at first I was not going to get my turkey from her because I thought, well, how in the world am I going to heat that up and it still be good and taste good? And then she tells me, no, 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 I just prep it for you. And I bring it over and and you put it in the oven and cook it yourself. And it was absolutely delicious. We also got the mashed potatoes and a fresh green bean casserole not that stuff that you get out of the yeah. or you make out of the can with the yeah, don't do onions on french <laughs> onions on top or whatever and um, also a cheesecake which was absolutely outstanding so yeah. tell us how you made the turkey because it was so stuffed beautifully yeah absolutely so turkey all organic that i get from this awesome supplier up in tampa who provides me with all of my proteins we basically brine it for 24 hours and then you guys got the Cajun turkey. Right. So it has a Cajun rub on the outside of it, of course, with like super yummy butter. So it all gets brown and perfect. And then we stuff it with thyme, lemon, garlic. There's some orange peels in there as well. Um, that way, you know, you're not putting stuffing in the turkey. Right, right. That's not safe. Right. <laughs> Don't do that. But you're getting all of those aromatics and juices from all of those ingredients on the inside, throughout the meat. Did you do anything under the skin? Because I know that some people do under the skin stuff. Not usually. I mean, if there's any space in between the skin, like then I'll actually get in there with some butter, of mm-hmm. course, because why not? Why? Butter's good yeah. on everything. Because yeah. <laughs> why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that, no, I mean, usually the brining takes pretty good care of the flavor going through permeating all that meat Mm -hmm. and then green bean casserole is like my absolute go-to favorite for any holiday dish I mean everybody loves it Mm -hmm. right who who doesn't it's creamy and perfect fresh green beans and then I make my own homemade like cream of mushroom slash celery Mm -hmm. soup I guess you could say Mm -hmm. Um, mix that all together and then instead of the canned French onions. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut our own leeks and then we fry them and then put that on top. So it's giving so you a little bit more yeah. texture. And then mashed potatoes, always my like go-to classic. But also the mashed potatoes these were, that are these on were, the shepherd's pie. And these weren't just mashed potatoes. These were... Yeah, they're, um, we have goat cheese in them. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, goat cheese and then roasted garlic. So, so it's like so a good. little yeah. bit sweet from that roasted garlic. 
And then not too overly goat cheesy. I don't want people to bite in and be like, oh my God. Yeah. So a really nice balance on them. And I kind of like to play with mashed potatoes. And that's what I'm going to play around with too for the Christmas menu. Mm -hmm. I really like helping people out with holidays. It's kind of going back to my original party theory of working for families. Right. So everything comes to you prepared, but it's all raw. So all you have to do is follow the directions that I give you, put it in the oven, and you're good to go. Nice. That, that's yeah. for the holiday stuff. That's for yeah. the holiday yes. stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. the stuff that she does during the normal weeks is already prepared for the most part. You yeah. may have a couple dishes that you do. Yeah. Like every that, now but... and then I'll have you like pop something in the oven to brown it. But right. that's about it. Right. So for Christmas, you have a special menu coming yeah. up. Yeah. So Christmas, we're going to kind of do a play off of Thanksgiving and the same sort of idea. But I'm going to do a super awesome beef wellington. Uh, we'll have a rack of lamb with rosemary and garlic and balsamic. And then uh, probably we'll do another turkey again. Keep that for people so they have a lighter, more poultry-based option. Mm -hmm. My favorite Christmas mashed potatoes of all the potatoes have blue cheese and a fig glaze. Nice. Yeah, so those are my like absolute favorite for the year. I only get them once a year because if I make them all the time, you know, I probably <laughs> probably wouldn't be able to run Fresh Prep Life so well. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we'll have some other super fun stuff on there. And as always for dessert for holidays, I use Canopy Road Market. Mm -hmm. um, they're based out of Sarasota and she makes the best cheesecakes that you could possibly ever imagine. Oh, that's where the one came from for yep. Thanksgiving. Oh, awesome. So yeah, that, was. yeah, that was the uh, pumpkin cheesecake. And then usually for Christmas, she throws in some chocolate specials and mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm excited to see what she'll have, but she's best. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited for the Christmas menu. Do you know what um, other side you're going to do besides the mashed potatoes yet? Um, I'll probably do some sort of like Brussels sprout roast. Um, I always like doing like the caramelized Brussels sprouts for people. They seem to really love them. Making um, me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, for uh, Thanksgiving, we did a chai spice uh, roasted Brussels sprout, which always comes out really well. Um, it has like pecans and sweet potatoes with it. So I'll probably do some sort of play off of that. And then, um, I don't know, we'll get fancy with it. I try to keep like Thanksgiving more homey. And then Christmas is like the ultimate luxury. Let's get fancy food. Nice. But then it's super easy because you get to have that luxury at home. So yeah. that's awesome. great. Yeah. And the website is freshpreplife.com. Yes, it is. It has been a building experience for me because in the beginning I was managing it all. Um, and now we have some help with it, which is amazing. So eventually there's going to be a full membership portal. You can go in and customize your orders each week, be able to do all of your own profile work like that. And then it'll keep track of all of your orders. You can see all of the caloric information and ingredient information. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a project, but, yeah. you know, it's getting there. I really want it to be something that's really sustainable for people. So yeah. it's really cool because... Um, I talked to Claire before this actually took off. We had we were still um, working at the same office, and um, we had lunch together, and she started telling me about this. And watching her build her dream has just been so cool because it went so fast, too. Yeah, so fast. Like, literally went from doing this on the weekends to, oh, my gosh, I need to do this full time to 
help, I need clones. (laughs) You know, so now we're to the point of where it's like really becoming this sustainable, awesome thing. And it's just, it's great. It's literally a dream. We're really excited for you. So thank you. Thanks for coming by today and talking with us. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks, Claire. Yay. Podcast officially in the books. Yes. (laughs) That was awesome. Word on the street is there's a new fish bar coming to town named Altomare. And we are super excited about this new space and this menu. Altomare means deep sea in Italian. It's located right next door to Anata on Beach Drive. And it's also owned by the same owners, Kurt and Mary Cuccaro of Mazzaro's. They will be featuring creations from our very own rising star in the chef world, who you may know from Anata, Joshua Breen. The interior feeling, it's elegant, light and airy, has a coastal feel. And they will be featuring specialty fish entrees from different types of seafood from all across the U.S. They will have things flown in every day, fresh. They will have a nice wine list featuring whites and bubbles with a few reds thrown in. Look for Alto Mari to debut in the month of January. For more information and pictures, please go to stpetersburgfoodies.com and read the full write-up. In case you can't tell, we can't wait for Alto Mari Fish Bar to open. Alto Mari Fish Bar will be located at 300 Beach Drive in beautiful downtown St. Petersburg. When they do open, they will be open every day at 4 p.m. This is Chris Walker And you're listening to Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Today, we have Cassandra Rose with us. Cassandra Rose's voice is warm like wine in your belly, with notes of dark sweetness and a smooth finish. Originally from Michigan, she ventured to New York to pursue dancing taking voice lessons on the side from one of New York City's most prestigious vocal coaches. Those lessons ignited her passion for singing, and she found an outlet for her love of song in the Tampa Bay area's thriving music scene. Cassandra has been touring for the past five years, playing in dozens of cities including Chicago, St. Louis, Memphis, and Nashville. She has had several radio appearances on Tampa Bay's WMNF and appearances on Knoxville's WDVX as well as local television segments on WTSP's Studio 10 and WFLA's Daytime. She's released two solo albums of original music, which are available now through iTunes and Spotify. Before we play the music, we have Cassandra in studio to answer the Fast Five Foodies questions. Welcome to the show, Cassandra. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, we're going to hit you with the Fast Five Foodies questions. Oh boy. You ready? I think so. Okay. What's your favorite food? My favorite food is cookies, but there's a a laundry list of other foods, but cookies make the top of the list. Me love cookie! Um, 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 um. Wow. Any particular kind? I'm snickerdoodle. I bake snickerdoodles if you're hungry. Really? Um, No, that's not true. I'm sorry. My mother's homemade chocolate chip cookies. Uh, Number one. Snickerdoodle. Number two. Can you bring some with you next time? 
I would love to. She <laughs> lives a little too far away. I know. Okay. I know. I'm I'm gonna be visiting this weekend, so maybe I can trick her into to cooking me some or awesome. baking. You're me a some. good daughter, making mom number one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Wow, I love going to Red Mesa Cantina. We do yeah. too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the margaritas <laughs> and you know, because I like my margaritas pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I started making them at home also, which spoils me when I go out. So like, I can't just order a house margarita anymore. Like I need to order like the fancy margarita because we get it because I'm right. a spoiled brat. Yeah. That's a, that's the thing I have too. Like if I'm going to order something out, yeah. whether it's a drink or food and I'm paying for it, it has to be better than what I can do myself at home Yeah, or at I, least just as good. Yeah. Like fresh squeezed lime. Mm-hmm. I want orange mm-hmm. liqueur a little bit of agave nectar, depending on how tart the limes are. And then, you know, silver tequila, like, mm-hmm. um, but I love their brunch. And unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, I'm very fortunate to be working as a musician, but a lot of the times I'm working are brunch times. So I don't often get to, to go down there for brunch, but I love their brunch, the outside and the fountain mm-hmm. and the bamboo and the, yeah, that's, that's my favorite thing to do is to hit there. Yes. So, great. Yeah. Salt or pepper? Salt. Salt. So much salt. Me too. I'm a saltaholic. I'm a self, self-confessed saltaholic. Um, cilantro, love it or it tastes like soap? Love it. I mean, love That's a it. good thing since you love Red Mesa Cantina. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. We, when, sometimes uh, my boyfriend and I will do a taco night where I will make the homemade margaritas and we'll also do salsa and uh, cilantro the heck out of that. I'm not so, coming over for that. It's a good, we've, we've gotten a couple of friends drunk on Taco Tuesday night, or sometimes Taco Thursday, depending. You know, we're flexible. Taco Thursday. <laughs> That's great. So apparently, you've answered question number five, which is, can you cook? No. Oh, really? No. You can make margaritas. I can make margaritas. <laughs> I can make breakfast. Like, I'm really good with eggs but I'm, I, and a crock pot. But I'm not, uh, I'm a really good sous chef. I say really good. I, I'm, I can help in the kitchen. My right. boyfriend does the majority of the cooking. That's nice. So when he's out of town, I just starve. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, how did, I, how did I feed myself when I was single? I don't know. I was 10 pounds lighter, I think, yeah. is the answer. Well, thank God for Uber Eats or Bite School Out. Or yeah, well, you know, that stuff uh, whew, gets pricey. It does. But <laughs> thankfully, playing out a lot of gigs, mm-hmm. I get fed at a lot of the places that I, that I eat at. Mm-hmm. And so I try to stretch that out as much as I can to when, you know, when my boyfriend's out of town, I'm like, okay, I'll get this and I'll have leftovers and like. (laughs) Make make the most of that. I I mean, I try to. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yesterday I listened to your album, every single song twice. Oh. And I also listened to a few of the songs on the EP. Okay. So, and I liked a couple of those too, but. I was trying to pick what we're going to feature today. Sure. And I had two favorites on the EP and two favorites on the LP. Okay. And I'm like, well, the LP is newer, so she probably wants to go with one of those. Yeah. So, but there were a lot of great songs on there. Thank really you. Really enjoyed it. You're welcome. And today we're going to feature your song titled A Cloud from the Out of Thin Air album. Yeah. And it sounds kind of like a happy, dreamy, floating on a cloud kind of song. It definitely is. It just, it came out of a little haiku that I wrote and... I don't know. It just, I had my ukulele and, and that was that. It kind of wrote itself. It was one of those. So you answered my next question. <laughs> I, I was going to say, is that a ukulele? Because it yeah. kind of sounds like a ukulele. Yeah, it is. My, I keep talking about my boyfriend traveling. He travels extensively. And uh, he was in uh, American Samoa 
And he asked me if I wanted anything. And I said, a ukulele if they have like a nice one, like not a toy one, but you know, a nice Mm -hmm. one. Anyway, it's a Hawaiian ukulele that he bought in Samoa, but it was made in China. (laughs) But it's a real ukulele. But it's a real ukulele, (laughs) yeah. And so I used the ukulele to uh, to write that song. And did I guess right, key of G? I, I believe so. It's funny you ask me that. I wrote it on the ukulele. I haven't played it on the ukulele for a long time. And when I play it, on my guitar, I put the capo way up on the neck. Oh, right, so you to get make, that sound. So I, so I get the same sound. Right. Um, so like with the capo on like, I think it's like the seventh fret. I right. start in C, but I think I think it is in G. Yeah. That sounds it's, uh, right. It's, it's G, <laughs> for those that want to play along, because we're about to play the song here, it's G, B minor, A minor, D is the verse. I didn't have time to figure out the chorus, so you're on your own on that one, everybody. Yeah, that, and you know, I wish that I could help, but I'm, I'm like, I don't know the chords to my well, own song. Well, yeah, when you you're playing with the capo way up that way, yeah, you, yeah. you remember what the chords would be without the capo. Yeah, well, and even on the ukulele, the ukulele is kind of a trip because the like a D shape on the ukulele is actually a G, right. and an A shape is actually a uh, D, the D shape is G, and the A shape is. I don't, a D, I think. Anyway, yeah. So I, I it confuses me. I, I started this, but hopefully we have at least a couple of guitar players listening that know what we're talking about. Yeah. So so the album is available on iTunes and Spotify, mm-hmm. right? And the website, uh, well, it, it's CassandraRose.com with a K, but instead of trying to figure that out, there's an easier way to get there. Yes, because my name is a marketing nightmare. You can just go to CassMusic.us. So it's K-A-S-Music.us, and that will redirect you to the full proper spelling of my name, which is one S, there's an O, it's a K. Yeah, but you can just go to castmusic.us. You can find videos and listen to music and photos and go through my blog. and K-A-S-music.us. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. And here we are with A Cloud by Cassandra Rose.
Once again, that was Cassandra Rose with A Cloud from the Out of Thin Air album, which is available for download on iTunes and Spotify. Today, we finally made it to the Peabody for lunch. It's a really cool place. It's in one of the hospital buildings over at John Hopkins by USF. And the interior is just gorgeous. It's like a big library with book leather-bound books from ceiling to floor, nice chairs and tables. And let's clarify this. It's not actually inside the hospital. It's in a building that's kind of to the, to the left side of the hospital or east side of the hospital. And there is an entrance from the street. So it's not like you go into the hospital to get there. Because I thought it was a little odd first, too. But if you need CPR, someone's not far away. And you might after what we ate. <laughs> well, if you go over daily. We've been doing that, too. Anyway, I had the burger. It's a double patty. Sliced American cheese, lettuce, tomato, the special secret Peabody sauce, and fries that are totally amazing. They're probably the best French fries in all of St. Pete, completely made in-house from scratch. And that burger, this is going to sound weird, but I loved the burger. It was great. And I definitely mean this as a compliment. It actually reminds me of when I was a teenager and get a double cheeseburger at Burger King. It just had that very satisfying comfort food type of thing going. It was excellent. Yeah, it was really, really good. And I, I know exactly what you mean. It is definitely the comfort element. And I ordered the steak sandwich. Big surprise. And that steak sandwich has shaved sirloin, roasted peppers, cheese, crispy onions, and their secret Peabody sauce. And it's served with chips, but I substituted for fries. And I'm so glad I did. I was calling those fries like crack. They were so good. I ate every single last crispy hand-cut piece that I could, but the sandwich was absolutely delicious. They have definitely nailed that. Just chop full of, of chunky steak and sirloin, and the peppers really made it. You said that, Kevin. Yeah, the peppers really, the uh, roasted peppers made it really great. It was also one of the most popular posts on our Instagram, St. Pete Foodies. Right. So yeah, check out the Peabody. They are at the corner of 5th Street South and 6th Ave South. Our lunchbox segment is where we read opinions and answer questions from our listeners. Please email us at lunchbox at stpetersburgfoodies.com with your opinions, feedback, and questions to be featured in this segment. On last week's show, we had a dual interview, our featured interview with Joshua Breen, Renee Hernandez, and Allison Harris from Anada was a total blast, and then they came back with late-breaking news on the upcoming opening of Altomare Fish Bar. So if you missed it, it's definitely worth it to go back and check it out. That's episode 14 with Anada. New on our website on stpetersburgfoodies.com, we have an extensive review of Dr. Barbecue. We just launched our coffee review section with a write-up on Bandit Coffee. They're in the Grand Central District area of St. Pete. And we announced the cartoon caption contest winners for November and launched the new December cartoon caption contest. First, second, and third place winners receive gift cards in the amounts of $75, $50, and $25 from Hunger Thirst Group. They can be used at the Avenue, Park and Rec, and the new No Vacancy when it opens after the new year. Also remember our new segment coming up, Ask the Chef. Remember to send your chef questions to ask at stpetersburgfoodies.com. Lastly, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. That's the little purple icon on your iPhone. We are also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, this is Gloria West of Gloria West and the Gents, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. This week's tip of the week is a continuation on last week's theme of finding good restaurants when traveling. Besides social media, 
I Google local foodie guides for the city we're traveling to. I'm really looking for something similar to stpetersburgfoodies.com, but many times those are not easy to find. Eater can sometimes be a good one, but beware because many times these types of publications, especially top or best of lists, are written by bloggers who may live in the city but never really went to the actual restaurant. You can tell if the pictures are credited to someone else other than the writer. I really delve in and cross-check many of these, sometimes even against TripAdvisor. Thanks for listening. Thank you to our guest, Claire Brown. And thanks to our sponsors, Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar, Altomare Fish Bar, and Engine Number no. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News, and our intro music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any other podcast app, please give us a rating, and also remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Can I get you something to drink? I wouldn't say no to an apple teeny.